Hello, everybody, and welcome to the American Arbitrage Reseller Podcast. I am Carrie. And I'm Dawn. We are a reselling couple that's been doing this for years and years. Uh, some of you may know us from TikTok, Instagram, and other places. And this is where we talk about our week in reselling and go over different reselling topics that can help you make more money or enjoy the process a little bit more. Um, we, we're still kind of figuring out a, a general way how we're going to do these every week. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to have to bear with us as we kind of figure out a cadence and a way that we're going to handle this every week. But we kind of have a couple ideas, so we're going to go with them. Let us know what you think about them, and we'll do some more, and we'll never do some again if they don't work <laughs> out. <laughs> but we're going to start out every week with just how our week has gone in reselling. We're going to talk about the sales, some of the sales we've made that have been good, some of the projects we're working on, especially Dawn, because she does furniture, and some of the cool finds we get and ultimately, the subject afterwards is going to be how we find stuff every week. That is the topic of this week's podcast, where we find stuff, how we get the best prices we can. So we'll go from there. Let's start out with uh, this week. We'll start with Dawn with your sales. I know you've sold quite a few pieces of furniture this week. Yeah, uh, yesterday was one of my biggest sales uh, of the week. I redid that armoire, uh, which I bought for $35 out of a bundle deal. So uh, I sold that for 450 bucks. Uh, that was the biggest sale I had that week. I also sold some smalls from my other TikTok videos and Facebook and Instagram, uh, a stool, a milk can table, um, and a few other smalls. So how much did you pay for the armoire? It was in a bundle deal, right? It was in a bundle deal. I uh, bought five items for $175, so that came out to $35 each piece. A piece, okay. Yeah. And then you added, you painted it, so it was just a kind of like a like a blonde wood at first, or what was it made of? It was cherry. A cherry, cherry wood? wood, yeah. And then what color did you paint it? Uh, it's duck egg blue with a little highlight of vintage mustard. So, so how on earth do you determine which random color you're going to choose? Well, I bought a furniture transfer off of Etsy that had sunflowers and pink roses in it. And I actually get a lot of my ideas by looking on Pinterest and just seeing how other people have used that transfer. I seen a picture of a similar item. So I took that and just put my own little spin on it. So um, yeah, I painted it duck egg blue with a little bit of vintage mustard on it and then added that transfer and... I'm getting a lot of comments on uh, TikTok about that for sure. That's my video right now is blowing up on TikTok for that one. <laughs> Hashtag humble. <laughs> no, it's... no it, mine's beating yours from yesterday. <laughs> uh, yeah, his is beating mine right <laughs> now. Like 15,000 yes. right now. Oh. Just kidding. We're just playing around. <laughs> but if you guys don't follow Dawn on TikTok, it's 1851 AD. That's the furniture side of our business and what Dawn handles. And then I'm American Arbitrage and, and the whole life of, of being doing arbitrage. I don't do anything quite as cool or interesting as Don. I've been focusing a lot this last week on sports cards. Uh, they recently made all the shipping on sports cards, uh, three ounces and less, um, under uh, $20 at like 91 cents for three ounces, 71 cents for two ounces, and 51 cents with tracking for one ounce. So I've been getting rid of a lot of dollar, two, five, ten dollar cards. Um, one card, <laughs> the TikTok was going. One card that I got, <laughs> we're still learning here. <laughs> one tick. Uh, what was I saying? One uh, one card that I sold was a Tim Duncan rookie. Now I was looking through some old boxes that I had, and this Tim Duncan, I had two of them. It was a ninety seven ninety eight uh, Fleer showcase, I believe, and they were going on the low end. I like to usually sell my stuff on the low end, and they were going for like ten bucks, Don. And um, I ended up selling it for twenty. I put it at twenty because. 
I know he's going in the Hall of Fame in April. And I'm like, I'll just let it sit here. And if somebody wants to pay me above what the retail is, cool. And somebody did within like a week. So I'm saving the other one now. Or maybe I'm going to post it like $50. But every time lately when I do something crazy with the sports cards especially, people people will pay. It might take a couple more months than usual. There might be something in the idea of just you know, putting a high price on something and just sitting. I don't know. It's It works occasionally, honestly. Oh, yeah. And I also, when you do eBay for a while, and this is one of my other sales that I thought about, um, you just list it and forget it. There's a, a podcast called Scavenger Life. I'm sure some of you have heard it. And they talk about listing items and forgetting them. And that's what I did with this. It was a San Francisco uh, Victoria's Secrets hat. San Francisco Giants Victoria's Secret, uh, the pink brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a sequence. It's horrible. I mean, it was beautiful is what I'm trying to say. I like it. <laughs> you like it. <laughs> I don't know. You don't, I, I, I like when you wear hats, but you never wear hats. I, I always have my hair in a bun. You do. <laughs> I should. I want to get paint in my hair. <laughs> my hair's getting long enough. I should start doing a bun, honestly. <laughs> man bun. Yeah, I should do the man bun. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, I sold this random hat. I think I bought it at the DI for like three bucks. And I put it up high at like 35 Forgot about it. And then yesterday night, it just sold for 35 bucks plus shipping. And I don't usually sell my hats for that much. I don't know why I was asking that much, but. Um, I'm not going to give them their money back so, <laughs> unless they unless they ask for it. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, next, we'll talk about some projects that you're working on. I'm working on a lot of stuff over here. What are you working on? It's probably mostly furniture-related, right? Yeah, furniture-related. I just actually finished another one. I just finished up my TikTok on it. Uh, it's a vintage uh, provinci- French provincial dresser buffet. What, what um, ma- sorry, what makes what makes it French provincial? Just the shape of it, the style of it. Okay. Um, I finished that one, and I just got done and posted it on my Facebook business page, and I finished my TikTok. I'm also working on a pair of MCM and uh, nightstands, and that's mid-century modern. Those tend to be very popular, but I started that project after I got done with the other one, and it's still a work in progress, so I'll have to get back to that after this. I hear you. Yeah, we're all taking taking a break from our projects. We're enjoying this podcast thing so so far. We're really really digging it. So if you have any feedback on what we can do better, always please let us know because we're we're learning. As far as projects for me, I think I have about six hundred projects going on right now. All of them like one percent done. <laughs> so that's my problem. I get really interested in something like this week. I, I started um, randomly decided I wanted to do Star Stock for for sports cards, which is basically a website where you can send in cards and they put it in their vault. And they list them, and it's free, basically, to list your item. And then um, from there, you can send cards into PSA. They'll do it for, like, 30 bucks. You can also – they grade it, like, by their grades, which is, like, a star stock A and a star stock B. And then you could sell your cards right away on there. And it seems like a lot of the cards are getting a premium as opposed to eBay. And I sent in about 200 cards, which would take me, gosh, probably 12 hours or so to list. So that took a little bit of, of, of work off my table and sent it somewhere else, kind of like Amazon FBA. So that's one of my projects. The other projects I'm working on are trying to, to get stuff over into this room. But I'm, I'm shipping so much and selling so much, uh, thank, thank goodness, that um, I have not been doing that as well as I should. Have you, have you found anything good this week? Um, I went to those uh, estate sales the last two days. but well, um, let's, let's get into that then. That's probably a good idea. Like where... Where is it that you find your furniture? I'll talk about where I find my stuff, but where is it that you usually find furniture to flip? I usually find my furniture, uh, well, right now during winter, uh, we have a connection that buys out estates after they're uh, they're done and they buy the leftovers. And then 
we'll get a call to go down there and purchase rooms full of furniture or smalls for eBay or smalls for home, of home decor. And I got actually two calls, one today and one yesterday. So I've been the two in a row from the same guy. Carrie went with me to this one uh, today. So there and during the summer, I usually get it from uh, yard sales, the flea market, uh, the DI. And then I also get a lot from Facebook Marketplace. Or I'll even have uh, customers who are getting rid of their old furniture to purchase new furniture and they'll call me and I'll I'll buy rooms full of furniture for pennies on the dollar really. I get some awesome deals a lot of times. Why do you think it is that people sell their furniture so often at such good prices? I think they just want to get rid of it. Nobody wants to move it. Yep. That's what I think too. I think there's you got to remember in, in reselling there is literal monetary value in being able and being willing to do the extra work. Yes. Like you can get great deals like the guy that does the estates uh, that buys them out. He gets a great deal on his estates because he's willing to move everything out including the trash, get a dumpster brought over there, and clean it out. Clean it mm -hmm. out. So part of, you know, the deal he's getting is not, you know, he could pay a lot less because he's doing a lot of the legwork. And then, you know, we're getting a good deal because we're willing to go in there. And like today for myself, estate sale buyouts, especially if you're working with somebody that does buyouts. And this takes time if you're new in the game. But when you go to estates, talk to them about what they do with their stuff afterwards. Um, if you know, if you ever run into anybody who says they do the buyouts, try to talk to them. Say, tell them what you're interested in. Yes. Like you, they know yes. you're interested in furniture. furniture yep. I like toys, books, all sorts of stuff. And that's what I did today at the buyout. I realized there was like 300 CDs and a ton of history books. So I just bought out most of the history books. There was more than I could carry. Uh, there's, there wasn't enough boxes. They didn't bring any boxes. And I bought probably about 300 CDs and, uh, I, we paid a hundred for everything. There was some furniture. Some card tables for me to use in here yeah, to work. Yeah, stuff that we can actually use. That's an awesome way to get stuff that we can use for the shop as well. Uh, tables, shelves, uh, any like even stuff for our home, like blenders and dishes and stuff. We can get them for nothing through estate for through those estate buyouts. So yeah, estate buyouts are a great way to do something if you want to do the buyout yourself or just get to know these people that do the estate buyouts. That way you don't have to pay that high price at the estate sale. You can just totally avoid the estate sale. You're not gonna get the top notch stuff because that'll go and you should still probably go to those sales for that if that's what you're interested in. But you can get a lot of great deals if you're doing that. But beyond that, like with the furniture you're saying, garage sales, yard sales, swap meets. Mm -hmm. With me as well, that's where I always get the best stuff. But right now we're in the, you know, it's not as bad as the East, but we're like in the frozen tundra. There's no, <laughs> there's no garage sales right now here in Northern Utah. No, and there might be people inside at the swap meet, but here's another thing about the swap meet I want to talk about, which I find interesting. <laughs> the people who are inside at the swap meet, they actually have the stores. Uh, they don't usually work with you on prices as much. They have a rent to meet. Uh, and yeah. They don't typically have turnover of stuff often. It's the people out there in, in, in the parking stalls mm -hmm. selling. Those are the people I found that typically give you the best deals. Yeah, we pretty much quit going into those shop areas know, because they normally <laughs> have the same stuff every week. So we like to hit the, the parking lot area where everybody's bringing new stuff and you get better deals. That kind of gives me on a, gets me on a tangent. Remember when we opened our shop? One of our main things we thought about was we can't have people coming in here every week and looking at the same shop. 
Remember? Uh-huh. Do you remember what you did every single week when we first opened? I went and rearranged the whole shop and redecorated it just so every time, every week before we opened, it's no the joke. shop looks completely different. Just no joke. Completely <laughs> different. She totally moved everything. It was like a day's work, I think. All night long I'd work and then go to go to my regular job right after it. Yeah, so the, I mean, that's huge in reselling. If you have a space, uh, some of you may be interested in getting an antique booth. That's where you started. Uh-huh. I actually started an antique booth as well. I remember I was going to a yard sale uh, in Bountiful, Utah, and it was uh, in front of a shop. And I went into the shop, and I hadn't quite opened up my first store. I'd only been reselling for like three or four months. And I went in, talked to the guy, um, lost and found in Bountiful, if you've ever been there. And he, uh, he was so cool. He just like said, you could put stuff in my store for free. And I will pay. I'm like, seriously, dude? And I did for about two months. And then within two months, I, I opened up the first. My old store was called Ponzi's. Not Ponzi, but Ponzi like Ponce de Leon. I was obsessed with explorers when I was a kid. <laughs> 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 so that, that was my store for like four or five years before we met. But yeah, there's so many cool places, especially in the summer, that you can find really good deals. Most of you all know me from my thrift store videos. And that honestly... And you probably agree is like my it's my third or fourth favorite way to get items. What's your first? My first is swap meets because yep, you can get too. bulk. The, the the downplay of a swap meet as opposed to a yard sale is the prices are going to be a little bit more in general because they're mostly resellers. The best people you can find at a swap meet are people who are not resellers that are coming for one week only to get rid Here's of something. Stuff. Those mm-hmm. are the best. But the swap meet's great because even if the prices are slightly more, there's just so much around you. Yes. There's so much opportunity. Price-wise, garage sales are slightly better, but they're more hustle. You have to move around more. Yep. Um, but typically, garage sales, the prices are better because at least half or more of the garage sales are people just, you know, doing spring cleaning, you know, cleaning. They just really legitimately want to get rid of their stuff. They're not really concerned about, you know, obviously yeah. they don't really want to resell the stuff or maybe they're not, you know, they, they probably don't have any interest in that. So they just want to get rid of it, you know, and a lot of times you can get stuff. Especially if you do the bulk, the bundle buys, which is what we would suggest you to do always. Oh, yes. Get Don't ever ask for a price on one thing unless that's all you want is one thing. So just put stuff in a pile. Just say, hey, I'm making a pile. We yeah. do this all the time. <laughs> Mix both our stuff. And we just do a pile. We're just going to make a pile here. And they're like, oh, okay. And we'll make a pile. And then we can negotiate from there. But you're always, always going to get a better deal if you're doing bundle deals. Yep. Because they want to get rid of the stuff. They do not want to pack that back up. Yeah, just think... <laughs> Oh man, that reminds me of several times I've I've met people when they're about like I've gotten free stuff at garage sales yep. because they're like we don't want to pack this up and go to the DI, which is the main place people donate here in Utah. So you can get some free stuff quite a bit at garage sales. We've done that a lot actually. If you're really new at this, y'all, um, something you could do is on garage sale day, like around noon, you could even like message on Facebook or wherever on Craigslist and ask them if it's still going or what they're going to do with the leftovers. A lot of times you can get that stuff for free or pennies on the dollar. Granted, you might have to throw out half or more of the stuff, but yeah. there will be plenty of stuff that you can you can flip. We did that. Remember when you were in Ponzi's? We did mm-hmm. that. Uh, I think it was an estate sale in Farmington, and we ended up going there and getting all the rest of their stuff. But it was mostly glassware, books, and stuff like that. But that was when you were running your auction, so we had a perfect place to get rid yeah, of. Yeah, we all used that to do stuff. that. Remember, we would we would go to there at the, in the auctions, and I'd be like, I have an auction house. Do you want to put all, and if, it had to be a good one. There was this one that used to be an antique store or yeah. something. So they had tons of Coca-Cola stuff, uh, pie safes, you know, furniture and stuff like that. And I'm like, look, I have an auction house. We'll come pick this stuff up basically, yep. I think. And we'll bring it to the auction and we'll sell it for you. You'll get whatever, 70%. We'll get 30% or whatever it was back then, 25, 75. Yeah. And we basically got free stuff to put in the auction. And we were able to, 
with with auctions, this is a whole different tangent, which is another place you can get great deals on stuff. Oh yeah, is auctions. But when we were doing the auction, um, yard sales were a great place to find stuff. Yes, to flip. Honestly, they really will. So yeah, if you can go to live auctions right now, they're awesome. Just be safe. But there's also a lot of live auctions that are going purely virtual now. Yes, you online. can buy the stuff online on like high bids. And then you can go pick this stuff up, which we don't do. Uh, I I like auctions, but it's definitely not not my favorite way to get it because usually sometimes fun, you you tend to pay more because if somebody else wants that exact item that you want, then you're become a bidding war, and then somebody's ego usually gets in the way, and you usually pay too much for it just because you don't want the other person to win. What's your do you have a favorite auction buy ever? Thing you bought at oh, an auction? I. I can't even remember. I remember we went up to that one double diamond up in, uh, where is that, Brigham or something? Yeah, it's Tremont way area. Yeah, someplace We like went that. there and I bought like three 1930s. Oh, remember that stack, the small stack? of the Mickey Mouse? Yeah, the Mickey Mouse comic books. Yep. One of them I sold, I, I think I bought 15 bucks. I got three Mickey Mouse ones and yep. a couple other random ones that weren't Mickey Mouse, I believe. I sold one of the Mickey Mouse ones for like 130 And then I sold another one that didn't have the cover. The cover was ripped off of it. And it sold for like 30 40 50 bucks. Oh, we made out I mean, that day. We, we bought a lot of stuff. And yeah. that wasn't necessarily my most profitable find at an auction ever, but it was my favorite. Because you all might not know I really like comic books. I just can never find them at good deals. I don't hustle enough to find them. Don knows I'll drive 100, 200 miles to find cards. But oh. comics, I'm, I'm not as He's much. He's not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just look around us. How many boxes of cards are there, Don? Too many. <laughs> <laughs> so we did auctions as a place to find it. What about thrift stores? What do you think about finding stuff at thrift stores, which is what um, a lot of us do. Thrift stores for me, uh, because we are not looking for the same stuff usually. Um, for home decor and furniture, I've seen that their prices are going up a little bit on the furniture, but usually there's not a very big selection there, and it tends not to be in the best condition. But if it's something I know I can fix, uh, it's a good price, then yeah, I'll pick it up. I've been known to pack a car a few times That's true. at the thrift store. <laughs> Every time we go garage selling and swap meeting especially, how much of the car do I get? The van, our oh, big van. 15%. No, I don't even think I get 15%. You just, I don't even know how we, I remember one time we had a full car. I don't oh, know if we talked about goodness. this last time. We had a full car and there was a, a dresser on the side of the street. <laughs> Like a just beat up dresser, and we had to pull over. I don't know how the it hell was we free. I, I don't could. know how the hell we got that in the car, but we did. <laughs> you always find a way. I, I think you, haven't you tied stuff to the roof before? <laughs> yes, I actually am pretty good at Tetris. You so really are. I pulled everything. Well, it was actually a, a a free waterfall dresser, gorgeous, and actually two sewing. Uh, old sewing machine cabinets that didn't have the sewing machines in them. So I'm like, oh my gosh, free. I couldn't so pass garbage, that up. So garbage, basically. No, it wasn't garbage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I, we pulled over. We we pulled everything out of that car, and I put everything back in as perfect as I could. And then one of them, we had the old vintage uh, metal cabinet, and I literally stuck it through one window and oh, out Oh, yeah, the other. that was that day. <laughs> and both, <laughs> that cabinet was sticking out of both windows. And I used, I was wearing like a, a headband or a hair tied thing, like a ribbon. And we didn't have any way to, because we couldn't close the, the, the hatchback. So I took that and tied it from the hatchback down to the license plate holder. <laughs> As usual, our ties were probably underneath all the stuff we put on top of them. And then we realized uh, we couldn't get to them, which is what we do quite often. But yeah, I, that was, hey, it was free. I couldn't help myself. 
So, but like, what was your, have you had a favorite? Did I already ask that? A favorite find that you've had at a yard sale, for example? Like, what's your favorite thing at a yard sale you found? Um, I'd probably say things that I've kept for myself. Um, I don't know, honestly. I know myself, gosh, every, every, first off, I didn't talk about the thrifting. I, I thrift almost every day. I've found so many random things. The thrift stores, real quick, I'll, I'll go into the thrift stores before I talk about yard sales. The thrift stores are probably my third or fourth favorite because they just, you don't get as many items. Typically, there's a lot more competition, especially in the winter because there's nowhere else to go here in Utah consistently, occasionally in a state sale or something like that. Yeah. So there just really isn't anywhere else to buy and the prices go up a little bit. Um, but that's probably why it's my least favorite, but I always do find stuff when I go almost every time, but yard sales are so much better. Um, not as good as swap meets cause there's not as much concentrated in one spot, Oh yeah. but with the yard sales, I mean, was it two summers ago? I found that Tony Hawk 1983 oh, yes. mm-hmm. chicken head skateboard. Where did I find, do you remember where I found that? At a yard sale. Do you remember where in the yard sale I found well, it? Well, what's crazy about that is, is we both walked up on this yard sale and the first thing I noticed is vintage uh, lawn chairs and it's they're inside a wheelbarrow and so I go and pull the vintage lawn chairs off because I'm interested in those and then he finds the skateboard under them in the wheel in the wheelbarrow inside the wheelbarrow under yeah. tools I think no it was uh, lawn chairs and it had some tools but I picked up the lawn chairs because that was what I was interested in uh, obviously not paying any attention to the Tony Hawk skateboard well, I didn't even know it was Tony Hawk I knew it was 80s I mean you were a skater weren't you <laughs> no, I, I was more of a BMXer. <laughs> exactly. And I skateboarded once and I skinned my knees and I went home and cried. I remember <laughs> literally <laughs> I was not a good skater at all, but, uh, I knew it was an eighties board and I asked how much and they were like 10 bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I can get 30 to 50 in my head is what I'm thinking. And, um, I said five and they're like, yeah, we'll take five. So I went home and I I realized well, I mean it had that awesome design on actually, it. Actually, we found out on the way in the car because oh, yeah, you cause looked and you over. said I think this is legit. And we actually pulled over You're and right. I texted a friend of mine who who uh, was a big skater back when we were younger and uh, sent him pictures and he says I think that's real. I think that's a real Tony Hawk skateboard. And I said he, I go you don't think this is newer? And he and he texted back No, I think that's for legit he goes i i want to buy it and i said no <laughs> if, if you if you go on my ig like one of my first posts i ever did on ig i believe or it could be on yours we did a picture of it and everything we were super excited i ended up selling it to some some dude in like a high-rise tower in los angeles for 394 dollars. we paid five uh, that was an interesting thing to ship i had never really shipped a skateboard before but oh well now that brings up something because the very Next day at the swap meet, I found one of my favorite things that I do have. It's in my it's in my bedroom. Is my Star Wars? Uh, which what is it's it? It's in our bedroom. Yes, <laughs> our children's Star Wars desk. <laughs> yes. Which one was it? Is it's it, Return of the of Jedi. The Jedi. Yes. She's and not that big of a Star Wars person. I just loved the the detail on this desk. It's amazing. I, and it, I I got that for ten dollars. And that was the guy whose so, mom. Went to the, all the toy shows in the 80s. This was two summers ago. Yeah. And he, I remember one day, and I don't know why I didn't buy this, he brought a giant Home Depot box filled with the LGN 1982 uh, ET figures, the little oh, figures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're worth like five, six bucks a piece, plus shipping, plus shipping. Um, <laughs> how, how often do you hear that, Don? Oh, every day. <laughs> I know. Um, I should have bought them because I, I would have got the box probably for like 50 bucks. But Oh, we made. Oh, we, I bought so much stuff from that so guy. We bought so much stuff from him. He also had vintage home decor items and lamps and stuff. Oh, that was the best summer 
at the flea market I think we have ever had. It was completely amazing. That was awesome. Also, that at the yard sales that year, I found those Stephen King books. Oh, yeah. Just a we, random... A random yard sale. We went and I saw like... Actually, it was, I found those. You found it, but it was like, <laughs> whatever. We're a team. We're I, a team. Dude. I found the first couple ones. It was actually the... T actually, I pulled up the two magazines. They were uh, Tales... Were they Tales yeah. of the Crypt? Ta no, it, was, it wasn't Tales from the Crypt, but it, it was... was that, uh, it was... I can't gosh, remember. It was from the 80s. It might have been Tales from the Crypt. I, bought, I got two... We bought those. I remember? bought the two. I found those. And then under, the, under those was a box of Stephen King... And we bought, we spent eight bucks, remember? On the first time. The and first time. And then we went and I'm like, we I looked up out, first editions yeah, we pulled of out Stephen the King. Books and we started doing some research because she said the whole collection was for sale. But we thought, oh, we'll just take this one box in the couple of the magazines that we found. And uh, then when we pulled over and uh, did some research on them, about 10 minutes later, we flew right back to that yard bought the rest and of asked the them how King. much. We ended up paying $22 total for the rest of the books. For, 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 uh, for the whole thing. Almost every single one of those Stephen King books were first editions. I was selling uh, the Gun, Gunslinger, the, what is that, yeah. the Dark Tower series. Yep. I was selling some of those for two dollars $300 a piece. There was like a first edition carry. A first oh. edition uh, Pet Cemetery, I believe. I believe uh, we've posted that on both of our Instagrams. Yeah, I think we did. I was just barely. And look I, th at those. I think it was on yours. I don't even think I was doing. So is the Star then. Wars desk. That's also on my Instagram, which is eighteen fifty. There was a time before, right before I started, that I was just we were posting like stuff that I found and you found on your Instagram because I didn't do Instagram at all or Facebook really or anything. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really start doing any social media for business on my own outside of our our basically work one until like. November of last year of 2019 I think mm -hmm. that's when I started all the American arbitrage stuff but yeah we there's so many cool finds and I hope as you follow both of us this upcoming summer especially oh, follow yes. us on TikTok right on Instagram yeah. uh we have a podcast if you're listening to it then <laughs> follow us um I'm on Pinterest did you know that Oh, are you? American Arbitrage on Pinterest. I have like four videos up. Oh, wow. I have like two followers. <laughs> then, <laughs> so I'm pretty big on Pinterest right now. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but I started. I think I want to do a LinkedIn too, but I don't know how to make that work. Like I'm just a, a store owner, right? Not a picker. I'm a store owner and CEO and all that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. So there is so many places. That's one thing I, I, I so strongly believe and one of the reasons why I like sharing personally, like sharing a lot of my stuff, is there is more stuff out there than anybody. Like, even if we everybody was doing this, there's just so much waste. So oh, much yes. stuff that's thrown away. So much stuff that, that people just never get a second chance to enjoy that there's just plenty for all of us to find and make, make either a side hustle out of or make a living. I mean, we're going for it, doing our store, um, doing the online thing. You know, you're a... A welder. I don't know if you've talked about what you do for yeah, a living. Plumber, pipe fitter. Yeah. So hopefully we can get you out of that at some point, and then doing this full time. I think that's the goal, right? Oh yeah. I hear that all the time on my uh, Instagram or Facebook. Is why did you ruin that piece? Or the thing they don't understand is when I paint my furniture. A lot of the furniture that I get usually has issues with it, and would have went to the landfill. A lot of the things Carrie gets and resells would have went to the landfill and i feel like we're rescuing some things because i've been to the dump to to get rid of my stuff 
And I have literally jumped out of my car and went and got it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and filled it back up with other people's stuff that they were going to throw out, actually. I just did that. Last time I went to the dump, I got that street sign. Yeah. We're going to put, <laughs> we got this dual-sided street sign or whatever, crossing street sign. Uh, we're going to put American Arbitrage in 1851 on it, I believe, with vinyl or something. Yep, so I saved that from the landfill, and now it's going to go to use. Literally, you went to go dump garbage out of... My own stuff, yeah. And you came back with a giant <laughs> sign. Well, the person next to me, I seen him pull it out of their truck, and I'm like, oh my goodness. I did a mad dash over there. I'm like, are you throwing this out? He goes, yep, it's right here if you want it. I, I grabbed that thing and threw it in my car. I was like, I have to have this. This is just too cool. So that's a bonus place. <laughs> to look for stuff at the dump, like legit. No, remember when we used to, when me, you, and my dad went to the dump, and you found those two. Oh yeah. When they had the give take, the laser they, tag. Yeah, guns. now they don't have the give take. They had a give take they section. Have a actual thrift store there. Yes, now. they actually now the the workers at the landfill go through everything and pick up stuff that they believe is worth money, and they have a thrift store there on site at the landfill now. But uh, before that, they had this big section that was give take. And uh, we were just going through it one time, and uh, he found these two, what were they? Laser tag guns. Yeah, and we just got them for free, and we tested them, and they worked. 75 bucks, like within a week, I mean. Yep, yep. Stuff I, I found at the dump. So, I mean, a lot of the, the dumps have thrift stores, or they have give-takes where you can leave stuff and take stuff. Yep. Or, like, literally, if you're you're dumping stuff and somebody next to you has stuff, uh, I'm sure they'll give it to you if you want it. So there is, there is like, more, and that's that's a perfect example of exactly what we're talking about. There is so much stuff thrown oh, out yes. that literally there is quality stuff. Like, if we wanted to sell that sign, because it's not an actual street sign. It, like, says, like, like some cool like saying on both of them, we could get fifty bucks for that right now, probably oh, yes. if not more, maybe a hundred. I want to use it though. I know, no, I know. <laughs> I <laughs> want to use. It. I don't want to sell it anyway. I want to <laughs> use it as well, but we could sell it. I'm just saying. Uh, but yeah, there's so much basically basically well, stuff given away. Isn't that where that saying comes from? One man's junk is another man's treasure. Another That's... person's junk is another. <laughs> <laughs> people's junk is people's treasures. That's an inside joke. We'll have to explain it one of these times. There's a... The art of naming your thrift store should be one of our topics one of these days. We've talked... Me and Don, if you guys want to hear about that, let me know. Let us know. Um, We have a lot of thoughts on on the silliness that is thrift store naming uh, and how everybody pretty much says the same thing on every name. Well, what's crazy is, remember, we're going on that trip. We literally just came up with these weird names in our heads of what thrift stores, and we were Googling them, and most of these actually existed. So we were like, yep. oh, my goodness, everything we thought of pretty much existed in one state or another for a name for a thrift store or a vintage store. Another man's treasures <laughs> is literally in every city in America right now. <laughs> or another, you know, and then they'll say another woman's. And what's another the one across per- uh, across the street from us is another person's treasures. Yep. Mm-hmm. Because another man's treasures was taken, Sorry, I guess. Taken. Mm-hmm. Or one man's junk. Yeah. That's another one. <laughs> yeah. What's some what's some good what's the best thrift store names or like antique shop names we've heard? Other than ours, of course. <laughs> 1851 AD Antiques and Decor. Um, of course um, was amazing. I think the the one that I actually started at, a moment in time. I really like that. But that's, that's everywhere. It's very common, but honestly for for what that shop was is that was the perfect name for it. I actually perfect. liked glorified junk. That's actually a brilliant name. I, I like that one, too. That was a good one. So, yeah, if any of you are listening from the community here in Utah, <laughs> we love you all. 
But that's, um, we do. Um, but that is our podcast for today. We're excited to have you all here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please give us feedback. Let us know what you think. Let, let, you know, if I need to be talking less and Don needs to be talking more, right? I've never heard him say that before. So. I'm just, I'm saying it because I'm being recorded. I don't mean that. That's, <laughs> I want to swear, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm going to so, remember that. Yeah. No, you won't. <laughs> so yeah, just let us know how we're doing. Give us feedback. We appreciate you all. And we will be back next week with uh, another topic, another day. Oh yeah. Happy hunting. Take care, guys. <laughs>